This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. So do you want to hear how I overslept today? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Clearly it's more than just I hit the wrong button. Because you said it was a funny story. Oh. Um, it's a weird story. First of all, for those of you who sleep like a baby, you're you're so lucky. I know. Uh, I don't, but <laughs> have you ever had a dream where you're trying to do something and you just can't accomplish whatever the thing is you want to do? Yeah. My dream was that I could that I was late for work. <laughs> that there's like. So I'd, I'd have that dream. I'd wake up for a few minutes. I'd go back to sleep. I had just pick up the dream. It's like I'm late for work. I don't know exactly why I'm late for work, but I just I can't get my act together. So I'm, you know, kind of tossing and turning. Then the alarm goes off at three fifth three fifteen is when it goes off. So and and I don't have a snooze button. I just do it on my phone and I say, "Hey Siri, set the alarm for three thirty. Like I want to sleep another." Okay. Another 15 minutes. Uh-huh. So uh, I do that, and then I, I have the dream again where I'm late, except this time I wake up, and it's it's like 4.30. It's like 4.20. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, no, Siri let me down. So I call Brandon, and I say, look, I'm on. Siri, let I'm, me down. Siri, this is Siri's fault. Siri let me down. Uh, so I call Brandon, and then as I'm getting ready at 4.30, the alarm goes off, so I must have told Siri 4.30 instead of 3.30. Or maybe anyway, she heard you wrong. But, yeah, she doesn't normally. Or maybe you just said it wrong and you were still in a sleep state. But you yeah. Well, that's definitely the, the case, but but that I had been dreaming all night of being being late for work. And, and then when, I, when, when, it, when the alarm went off, I decided, oh, I didn't get a good night's sleep because I've been having these dreams about being late. I'm going to sleep for 15 more minutes. And then I ended up oversleeping <laughs> by 45 minutes. <laughs> so Do there you, you go. feel That's... rested at least? No. No, it wasn't a good night's sleep. <laughs> <laughs> no part of it was a good night's sleep. I got sleep. excited because I was like, oh, it's going to be cold because I sleep better when it's cold. I can actually... I agree Bundle up that. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. A little cozy. I'm with you. I can sleep better that way, but I still, yeah, no, I, I, I wake up probably about like five times a night. Five I went or six to sleep times. early last night at eight. I'm still tired. I still woke up late. <laughs> I wonder if it, I, I guess so, What's right? Like on? anybody who works weird hours where you go in and like at four in the morning or three in the morning, you that that just affects terrible. you, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's just uh, a difficult adjustment, and and I, I never have. Like in all the years of doing this, I've never fully you still adjusted. adjusted. <laughs> oh no, no, there's no hope for me. Oh, are you still hoping after five years that your body's just going to adjust to yeah. getting up in the middle of the night? It probably won't. Mine did. Takes work, but it did. I went to the movies for Tell the first time see. yesterday. Did you go after it? Yeah. How was it? Who'd you go with? Nico. <laughs> I told you, just take Nico. <laughs> He's like, I'm available. I don't know. I, I, like, I'm waiting to read a review where somebody goes... 
yeah, this makes no sense. And I'll go, oh, good. I'm not oh, the only one. Oh, there's lots and there's lots of uh, People saying that on, it doesn't make sense. Here's how it could make sense or here's how this character ties in. I feel like you needed some kind of like a map <laughs> to go along with the movie that's uh -oh. explaining like where they're going. And like, I, I, I got to be honest with you. I didn't get it. Nice. You know, Ooh, he did. And I would have not gotten it at all. <laughs> he did Memento, which was, if you've never seen Memento, it's great. It's maybe the best Christopher Nolan movie ever. Brandon, you see Memento? No, I kept looking uh, for yeah. it, and it, it was never available. And then Inception was there, and then it was gone, and I think it popped back up on Amazon Prime. It's on Prime, yeah. Okay. So in in that the story's all out of order and sometimes you're you're working backwards. You know, it's oh, not okay. it's not a linear storytelling. But once it was over, it was like, oh you know, it all yeah, made yeah. sense. This one I was walking out, I was like It still didn't make sense. No, I couldn't make any <laughs> I, I couldn't make any sense. You could enjoy it as just like a kind of like a James Bond or mm -hmm. a Mission Impossible movie because there's a lot of action and uh you know, it's John David Washington, who is Denzel Washington's uh, son. Yeah, I like that actor. Yeah, he was in Black Klansman, but he plays opposite this lead actress. So either John David Washington is five foot two, or this lead actress is six foot eight, because she, he looks like a little kid in the scenes that he has with this. Uh, with Who's this the act. actress? Not uh, a name you'd recognize. Like I even stuck around for the credits to see who it was. He's five was like, nine. Yeah, well, they cast him across this giant, uh, across from this giant, and anytime they had a scene together, it Did looked like... they put like her in boots like they had uh, Robert De Niro in for the filming of, what was the one where they made him look younger? The Irishman? The Irishman. Because there's footage of him walking on the set, and he's got these gigantic lifts for shoes. There's like, <laughs> like, it adds like an extra three inches. They look like Frankenstein boots. Is it Elizabeth Debicki? Did she play yeah, Cat? Yeah, it's Elizabeth Debicki played Catherine, yeah. So any scene that he had with her, it looked like she was the teacher and he was the second grader because she was, I mean, he came up to like her clavicle. What was her name, <laughs> Elizabeth what? Debicki, I'm looking up her height. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Chopper. She's 6'3". Hey, She's 6'3"? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Hey, what's up, Chopper? No, I'm not how you guys doing this morning. Doing fantastic. What do you got? Well, I wanted to talk to you about sleeping patterns. Mm -hmm. So the, easy, the the hardest time of the day to be awake for a human is between 3 and 5 a.m. because it's the coldest and darkest part of the night. So it's the easiest time for your body to shut down and rest. Uh, so by having a weird schedule, like waking up at 3 a.m., is very unnatural for your body, and it's harder to adjust to because that's the time that your body would have the easiest time getting good rest when it's dark and quiet. Now, and that that is interesting because all along I would say, well, at least I don't have to get up at, like, midnight and work a third shift, but you're, from what you're telling me, it sounds like that would actually be be easier. In a way, yeah. Um, the, the issue that I had with working, like, graveyard or even, I mean, now my job, I'm usually up at 5.30 a.m. It's really, really hard to wake up in that point because if you're getting proper sleep and sleeping until about 7 or 9 a.m., you get that good, heavy, deep REM sleep between 3 and 5 a.m., and uh, that's what gets you the most rest and lets your body process your short-term memory into your long-term memory and, you know, pro process everything you've done mentally for the day as well. So mentally and physically, sleep is incredibly good for you, and without getting true, deep REM sleep, then you're not 
really resetting as much. Over the years working the schedule, I've I've read like any any article that's about sleep. I've always been kind of interested in, and I'll read it. But I'm I'm convinced that you know having a screwed up schedule, getting up way earlier than I would like to, go to bed way earlier than I would like to. In my mind, it's responsible for like <laughs> so many of my health problems. You know, like I don't have energy to work out. Uh, you know, it's a combination of stuff. I totally agree with you that if you're mentally not in the state to do it either, it's harder. You're more restless. But again, like if you're if if, if you're only supposed to take three to six weeks to adjust to a new sleeping schedule, if it's only about a two or three hour change within a month or month and a half, you should be able to wake up with with your alarm slightly before it. Um, but if if you're doing these weird hours or you're waking up in the middle of the night when it's dark, your your brain and body naturally don't want to wake up without yeah. natural light you're not even supposed to start eating oh here here's another thing so for 25 years uh, right up until brandon uh, joined the show we started broadcasting in uh, the rest of texas in the central time zone the show used to start at at six hour time so i'd get up like at four thirty. Well, now that we're broadcasting into the central time zone, they said, uh, guess what, guys? You're going to have to start the show an hour early. So it was already a struggle, and I went from waking up at 4.30 to waking up at 3.30 or 3.15. And it's just like, oh, man, that one hour really makes a difference when it's that freaking early. Well, and if the sweet spot for good sleep is 3 to 5, right. if you're waking up at 4.30, at least you're getting... Getting most of the sweet spot, sleep. right. All right, Chopper. Instead, yeah. You guys are great. Talk All to you right. later. Talk to you later. There's our buddy, uh, Chopper. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Here's a story that I didn't get to, but we do have the sound clip for it. So, you know, we've all seen a lot of stories about uh, interactions with the police that ended up, you know, in violence or tragedy. But uh, here's one uh, about a way a situation could be handled. So a guy named, uh, Joseph Griffin, African-American guy was jogging in Deltona, Florida when a police officer stopped him because he fit the description of a burglar. And right there, you're thinking, Oh, so it was a black guy. And this was a black guy. Uh, he says the cop was respectful and there were no hard feelings. Then after the encounter, uh, while they had him stop, the police asked him what he did, and he, he was his former military. So after the encounter happened, it went so smoothly, police asked him if he wanted to take part in a sensitivity course to help train cops. It's like our interaction went with you. So good. Hello. Oh, here I am. Uh, well, he actually uh, was military police. Mm-hmm. So the officers, once they spoke with him, they talked to him, and that's when they offered him the job. The audio of it is pretty. Well, uh, at first, they just to be clear, they they said, "Would you like to join our police force? Because you know you got the right kind of experience. Would you like to be a police officer?" Well, he didn't want to. He didn't want to be a police officer, but he agreed to help with the training. Yeah, the audio of it. Uh, it is very nice to hear the officer you know telling him he's like hey we just want to let you know you do fit the description of the white jersey because uh, the actual clothing match so he said he's like yeah black pants white jersey um after- here i got the audio okay well, this is the interaction yeah the officer said in at one point you know like this isn't a race thing i just you you fit the description just let me check your id real quick um you know nothing this isn't bad you're not in trouble and he just kept reassuring the guy the entire time like 
hey, like, just let, let's just run your thing and we'll be good. You know, what's your name? How you do? So they kept a good conversation going throughout the entire encounter. All right. Well, it sounds like there's a lot uh, to be learned uh, from not only uh, the police officer, but also the, the guy who was stopped. But and I know he was just throwing out a number. It's like, hey, if you're respectful, cooperate with the police 85 percent of the time. I hope it's way more than 85 percent. I mean, think about good things going wrong, even if you are uh cooperative with the police 15% of the time. I mean, think about think about if you got an airplane, it was like, listen, 85% of the time, these pilots land it safely. So, you know, all you got to do is stay in your seat with your seatbelt buckled. 85% of the time, you're going to be good. That would not be an acceptable number uh, if you're talking about air travel. And it I, I don't think that's an acceptable number when it comes to interacting with law enforcement. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. We've got a call on the line, and it's Ben. Hi, Ben. Hey, good morning. Hey, Ben, what's up? Um, in regards to police and the way that they interact with the public and uh, things of that nature, I've had many uh, negative, too many negative interactions with uh, the police. Mm. Um, and one in particular that I can remember uh, just happened recently is uh, a few months ago I went to go get my beard trimmed uh, I found no parking space and I thought well that's okay I'll just park a block away in front of uh, uh, a neighborhood um, and uh, walk maybe a, a half a block away and I need the exercise and all that kind of good stuff no problem and so I parked went and got my beard trimmed um, went back afterwards. I went back to my car, uh, got inside my car, and then all of a sudden I see a police car park right in front of me. And I didn't think anything of it. I thought, uh, well, you know, he's just pulling over so that he can write down whatever information he needs to write down or whatever. No problem. Uh, like I said, I, I'm inside my car. I take off. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving, and then he leaves at the same time that I do. And, uh, again, I didn't think anything of it. I thought, well, he's, I mean, it's just a coincidence um, that he's leaving at the same time and he parked in front of me, you know, just a big coincidence. Uh, but I noticed that he was I mean, really tailgating me. And I thought, man, this jerk. I mean, he's a cop, but, uh, you know, whatever. He can do whatever he wants. There was a stop sign, and so I stopped. I made a complete stop. I uh, looked to my left, looked to my right, looked, looked to my left again. I didn't see any cars. He was just, like, right on my tail. Um so I took off, and uh, he was still, uh, you know, behind me. Um, and then he turns on his, uh, his, uh, I guess, his, his lights. And again, I, I didn't think anything of it. I thought, oh gosh, can I, I better find a place to to move out of his way so that uh, he can do whatever it is that he's going to go do with his uh, whatever. Um, uh, uh, so he probably got a call to to go somewhere. Um, so I, uh, you, you know, we I made a right turn on Montana, and I said to myself, "Well, he's got plenty of room now, so he can, you know, go to, you know, uh, he's got plenty of room." Yeah, let's jump ahead, Montana. Ben. Let's jump ahead a little bit. So I, I, I assume he's going to pull you over, right? Yeah. So okay, let's jump ahead to where he pulls you over. He pulls me over, and I'm thinking, "What the hell did I? I didn't do anything wrong?" Um, roll down my window, and then so he says to me. Uh, Hey, how come you didn't stop over there? And I says, uh, "Well, I didn't know you were you, you were following me." Well, you saw the the, the the you know the 
the, the lights. Uh, I said, well, yeah, but I, I thought you were after someone else. Anyway, so he says to me, um, uh, what were you doing parked over there? And I explained to him, you know, what I was doing. He made me get out of the car, and then another police car pulls over. There were three cops pulling, pulled over mm-hmm. that pulled me over. Uh, uh, and then so they make me take, uh, you know, they make, can, can I can I look inside your car, this and that? And I said, yeah. He, they asked me like two or three times. And I said, you, you, yes, you can. Do you have any drugs? No. Do you have any uh, weapons? I said, no. Um, so I guess my point to all that is I know I made a complete stop sign. Uh, I mean, a complete stop. Uh, I know I did. And I think that the only reason they were pulling me over is maybe a neighbor called and said, hey, look, there's a suspicious car there, this and that. But, I mean, why give me a ticket if I didn't do anything wrong? You see what I'm saying? Did he give you a ticket for not, not a complete stop? Yeah, he gave me a ticket for not making a complete stop. Uh, and I'm just thinking to myself, is he pissed off because I didn't move out of his way on time? Or is it because uh, a neighbor called and said they saw a suspicious vehicle parked there? Uh, and I fit the description and he just couldn't find anything because, of course, I don't carry any weapons on me and I don't do drugs. <clears throat> uh, so... It, these are just. This is just one example of the negative interactions I've had with the police. I gotta say, Ben, that like a negative inter- interaction with the police that ends with you getting a ticket is is quite a bit different from you know when people are talking about a negative interaction with the police where somebody ends up getting shot or even killed. Well, yeah, but uh, I just don't agree with a lot of the things that the police do, and it's just not not just one police officer out of the you know thousands that we have here in this country but there's i think more than than just you know one bad police officer around this country uh so what about that police officer four months four or five months ago it was in the news he was um convicted of rape and all he got was 10 months in uh, uh probation or well, he he didn't go to he didn't even go to jail. Uh, I'm not sure if you if you guys look that up, you'll be, it was here in El Paso, uh, and uh, uh, so these kind of things that uh, they allow police to to uh, uh, they allow them to do all this kind of, these kinds of things. I mean, he was convicted. And he only got 10 months. Yeah, but that's also a situation of it's not just police. I mean, you know, you're getting stories of kids in college who rape someone, but they're good kids. So they get off with probation. So that's not just specifically against police officers. That's an entire rape culture. Sadly, a 10 month suspended sentence probably isn't that far out of line with what with what somebody might get for. I mean, and I I think that's wrong, but I, I don't think it's out of proportion to what, you know, other people that aren't police officers might get. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I, I mean, come on. You... I think that deal, though, that you were describing where they get right behind you to the point where it's tailgating, I I, I mean, I can't prove this, but, but I've seen it happen enough. I think that's like a technique where they're trying to freak you out and make you do something wrong so they can pull you over, because I've seen that before. Listen, Ben, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. All right, no problem. Okay, take care. All right, let's take a look at some uh, top news stories. Some some of them are pretty obscure, too, but we've got the good news, bad news as it pertains to all of our stories. We look at both the positive and negative side of all of our stories because there always is. For every dark cloud, there's a silver lining. And for every glass that's half empty, there's a glass that's half full. Okay. <laughs> all right, let's uh, get started. 
Uh, good news. The Vatican this week said that The Blues Brothers is a classic Catholic movie. Oh, so, okay. So, big thumbs right. up from the Vatican. All right. The bad news, uh, meanwhile, the sequel with Jim Belushi, Blues Brothers 2000, clearly the work of Satan. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> that was not a good movie. Yeah. Uh, bad news out of uh, ten- Tennessee. Somebody tagged Graceland. Oh, uh, in the midst oh, no. of protest, and they they tagged it with BLM. Oh. All right. Uh-huh. Uh, the good news is uh, it's suspected that it was actually an Elvis fan, and the BLM stands for Bacon Lasagna and Mayonnaise. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> good news, and and this is a big story. This is one you've probably definitely heard about. The CDC, Center for Disease Control, may have a coronavirus vaccine oh. available as early as November. That's, That's good news. Good, yeah. yeah. Possibly be bad about All that. Right. Well, the bad news is it'll be a little too late for it to be pumpkin spice, but it could be peppermint swirl. (laughs) (laughs) Even a silver lining on the bad part of that. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Uh, Good news. So Kanye West has been doing these Sunday services, these uh, concerts. He did did one where he walked on water. I did see that, yeah. At his most recent. I think Joel Osteen was even with him. Yes, I did see that. Kanye walked on water during his latest Sunday service. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool. Uh Uh, The bad news, Kanye says he has no plans to pull off the Jesus trick we all want him to uh, see him do, which is to disappear for 2,000 years. (laughs) (laughs) There's your uh, good news, bad news of the week. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Here's a question for you. Is this summer the worst summer ever? (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Because they asked in a survey, they asked people if this was the, the, uh, and it was Americans, so they asked 1,500 Americans if this was their worst summer ever. Wow. I don't know. I saw a lot of Americans out there living their best lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. Went to Sturges this year. Watch the heat, <laughs> the 22nd. So far, only half my hometown has died. That's <laughs> your oh, result. Uh, well, I'll give you the, the results of that coming up here in just a few minutes, but uh, summer officially ends on September 22nd. Although that oh, that switch in the weather happened overnight, so yeah, nice. I think it's How hot. was it? Did you enjoy waking up a little bit chillier? I mean, oh, you woke w- up a little later, so yeah. When I when I get up in the middle of the night, because I told you I get up in the middle of the night a lot, it was already, you know, the temperature was plunging uh, last night around uh-huh. midnight. Nice. And I think we got a, we got a message from uh, Midland. They said it's about 50 degrees this morning in Midland. Sweet. Yeah, they got a flood Ooh. advisory in San Angelo, too. Got some, uh, got some heavy rain in the forecast for some parts of West Texas, I think. Uh, you know, obviously San Angelo's getting it right now or is going to. But, uh, yeah, there's a switch in the weather there. Um, but we'll talk about how many people. How many people do you think... As a percentage said, this hands down was the worst summer ever. Do you think it's over 50 or under 50? I think it's over. You think more than 50% of people said this yeah. is the worst I'm summer I'm going to be optimistic and say under. Okay. Maybe people enjoyed spending time with their families. Yeah. Okay. Wait, oh, that wasn't a joke. Well, but then the question is... <laughs> yeah. but, then the, but then the question is what... 
Well, I mean, you might have had summer, a terrible summer. Right. You might, That's a good point. It might have been a personal thing. Yeah. Like, well, the summer yeah. my wife left me to my kids. The summer I was paralyzed from the waist down. Yeah. 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 But also, have. I would say probably my I'd... spring was worse than my summer. Because spring was, I mean, you were going nowhere. Yeah. You I'd were afraid the, to go to the store. The summer when I knocked out all my front teeth. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, uh, but in general. Broke your ankle. Beautiful yeah, memories. <laughs> Yeah, hey, good job, yeah, Buzz. Yeah, you made it through August again, buddy. Congratulations. Right. Two in a row. September. Good job. We have another survey uh, or a topic of discussion it has to do with bread and who has the best bread. So oh, yeah. who's arguing about this? The internet is having a moment right now. So this came up on Twitter. Um, a user online decided to do the chain restaurants breads rankings oh chain restaurants Uh because i was going to go ahead well this is a chain it's just not in a lot of places state line oh i put that state line that bread bread. okay but here's the question not the free bread the bread you have to pay for (laughs) it Well, this is a part of the question, though. So this um, Tom Hart's Tanks, that's the, his Twitter name, um, decided to rank the breads and put at number one. Oh, well, let's go ahead and start with, uh, we'll start with number four. Cheddar Bay Biscuits ought to be in there. That's got to be number Cheddar one. Cheddar Bay Biscuits got to be number one. Oh, if Cheddar so Bay Biscuits great. aren't number one. This thing's rigged. Mm, this thing is trash. garbage. He forgot to add in the Cheddar Bay oh, Biscuits. All right, dude. How do you he had to. He said he's like, I missed Red Lobster. They're at number four. No. Four? Adjust your rankings accordingly. So who do you think he had at number one? And remember, this is chain restaurants. So places that are basically everywhere. God, like uh, some place where it's like. Olive Garden, I will kick this guy's ass. Texas Roadhouse has pretty damn good bread. But that, but is it the bread or is it the butter? <laughs> it's the cinnamon butter. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so this is where... See, that's the thing. It's not the bread, no, the butter. And this that's is well. where the arguments are coming from. Because he has at number four, because number six is all others, five is getting hit by a bus. At number four, <laughs> he has the Cheesecake Factory. God, I you know their menu is like the size of a mid of a of a city phone book. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever ordered bread. Like I've never. No, no, no. It's a complimentary. They give it to you. Oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And see, but if you don't even remember it, is it that good? That's how I like to think of it. How about Carinos? But again, it's that it's that stuff oh, that the oil. The, the oil they give you to yeah, dip yeah, yeah. the bread in. And at that's Carinos. where these arguments are coming from. People are saying that the thing that complements the bread. Exactly. At number three, he put Outback Steakhouse. Number two, Texas Roadhouse, and he has in parentheses cinnamon butter is supreme. And at number so he's one, got, he's got Texas Roadhouse at two. Number two, yes. Okay. Because of the cinnamon butter. But this is the question. Yeah, if you're talking about just the bread, then whatever they give you to dip and spread on it shouldn't count. At number one, Joanna, let's get ready to throw some bows. He's got an Olive Garden at (gasps) number one. Olive Garden? Oh, my God. Olive Garden's just like generic frozen bread. It is. I swear, when I was younger, it was so good. And now it just tastes frozen. Well, when you were a kid, you didn't know any better. (laughs) That's a good point. Like kids like, like the most bland stuff. See, and that's I'll, I'll agree because the thing is for me, I really love like macaroni grill. Their bread's really good, but it's because they give you like the little fresh rosemary with the olive oil with a little bit of the balsamic vinegar in it, and they mix it all up for you, and then you can dip your bread in it. It's delicious. But it's because of the oil and the sauce that you get on the side. Same thing with Texas Roadhouse. That cinnamon butter that you get. 
is what makes it. So if we're going to go ahead and rank the bread, so I went ahead and ranked what I thought would be the best bread. At number one, obviously, because this terrible, ignorant man, number one is Red Lobster Cheddar Bay Biscuits because that is baked on top of the bread. So that's not... Yeah, that's incorporated into the bread. Exactly. So this is is included. the bread. Yeah, that's right. That's that's right. You don't put it on the bread. It's part of the bread. Yeah. It's in there. From there... It's cheesy inside. Yeah. So I I think Red Lobster would definitely win the bread. And if anyone disagrees... Have you ever just been in the mood to go to Red Lobster and only have the bread? I didn't know... Maybe a side salad? My my friends can be very bougie, and so I didn't think they were fans of Red Lobster. And then I said the other day that I was really hungover, so I bought like a bunch of Red Lobster on Uber Eats, and everyone's like, oh, man, call me next time I'm in. I'm like, what? You guys love Red Red Lobster, too? I usually go by myself because I don't think anyone wants to go with me. They're they're clam chowder. Joanna, clam chowder. We've talked about this. Mm -hmm. You need to try it. My kids' uh, grandparents will take her to Red Lobster, she has been informed. If you come back to this house with no less than two Cheddar Bay biscuits, <laughs> yeah. stay somewhere else tonight. Yeah. yeah. And especially because you can get the soup in the bread bowl and then you get the Cheddar Bay biscuits on the side. And then I get like a salad with like the shrimp on top oh, of it. Little shrimp. All right. So yes, delicious. delicious. Yeah. You know what they need to do is they need to make a giant bread bowl out of the Cheddar Bay biscuit. <gasps> oh my gosh. Oh my God. You're welcome. You're welcome. Red Lobster, you can have that one. How much you want to bet that there's some stoner that works there that's already done that? They've taken yeah. the dough and just made it into just a giant it a little ball. bit bigger and you've got to cut the hole out, man. He's like, and look, you get bread on the side, too, because of the hole. This is genius. Uh, yeah, I put it at number one, Red Lobster. And number nice. two, I put Texas Roadhouse still. And the reason why is because I actually do like the bread. Like I like the bread too. It's very soft. It's very warm. It's it's a very nice. Yeah, it's good bread. Yeah, it's but good bread. You got that cinnamon but you butter. Put there. That cinnamon butter. Okay, yeah, but if we're just talking about bread, right. and then this is where I had a lot of problems because then if we're going with his three rankings, he had Cheesecake Factory, Outback, and Olive Garden. I don't even remember the bread from Outback. It's the brown bread. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, it's good, but I, I. See, I'm, but I was trying to think of other, and well, I Well, they couldn't. shut down the Outback on my side of town. It's probably been like six years since I've been to an Outback. I'm trying to think, though, what other restaurants have good bread? I couldn't. I like okay. Logan's bread. It's kind okay. of like Texas Roadhouse. Okay, I haven't been there in a while. That's why I was like. I Any can't. of the breads we've talked about is better than the Olive Garden. I mean, it's just like a, <laughs> like a, a generic stick. stick of bread. Oh, you know what's a good bread stick? The crazy bread from Little Caesars. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Okay, so let me add state line into the mix. And in some parts of Texas, it's called county line. Where we live, it's state line because it's literally the state line runs through the middle of it. (laughs) So does like cheesy bread, stuff like that from the pizza place, that that counts then, right? Where would you put the state line bread if it had been included Mm. into the mix? I don't think I've ever had the bread you buy there. Oh, come on. How I many times have you been? Oh, dozens, but I don't think I've ever to... had the bread. Okay, yeah. I'm I want like, to fill what... up on meat. I don't want bread. It what comes is out that, first of all? They usually give like a little bit at the beginning. And then they tell you like you have to pay more. No, no, no. They give you the house bread at the beginning. The house bread, yeah. But if you want to get a half loaf of the white or wheat, or you can get a full loaf, What's the difference between the house and the... It's the... Bread. The house has been sitting out for a few days. Now the bread is the, the bread you pay for at State Line is super fluffy, and it comes out 
Okay, this is a weird thing, but I'm going to share okay. with you. <laughs> Love it when you share weird things it, with us. It, it, when the state line bread comes out, it's so hot and so fluffy. It oh, reminds yes. me of one of those towels. How fluffy is it? It reminds me of one of those towels they give you at a fancy barber shop. I just want to put the bread on my face. <laughs> oh, that feels so good. It exfoliates. <laughs> okay, I'm not even mad at that because sometimes I want to do that too. So, like. <laughs> It, the the state line bread would rank pretty high. It that, is good. Yeah, and that I was gonna say it's also just very soft, and you really don't need the butter, but the butter's delicious. Mm-hmm. Don't they have honey butter there too? They have like a honey butter. Yeah, that's a good one. God, now I'm in the mood for state line. But I also like I couldn't think of any other bread that's really. Logan. I would have a list of one. It's uh, Cheddar Bay Biscuits. Now, if we're throwing in the things that you add to it, Texas Roadhouse, top mm-hmm. of that list with the cinnamon butter. I've never been to a Panera. Their bread must be good. That's what the, it's in the name, right? Panera bread, yeah. <laughs> Is there bread anything special? Uh, I don't think so. You know, no. I can't even oh. think of the bread. I don't know if you count this as, well, I like the bread or I just like the sandwich, but the Schlotzky sourdough, mm-hmm. you know, that's Ooh. pretty good, but it's just really compliments What's your sandwich. favorite type of bread? Sourdough, I think. Sourdough is my favorite. I'll get down on some sourdough. Pumpernickel. You know why? <laughs> why? Because it means devil's fart in German. Okay. That's uh... <laughs> Gross. That's why it's fluffy. I mean, I've never eaten it, but it, just the fact that it's named after the devil's fart. You guys are looking it up, aren't you? Yeah. No. <laughs> Joanna is. I'm just going to believe you on See, that one. I worked at a pizza joint. It was technically a chain, but it wasn't like nationwide. And we had these garlic knots that it was truly just the dough twisted into a knot. And we slathered it in this garlic butter. And they mm. were so good. <laughs> the origin of the word is German. It comes from pumpern, which means to break wind. <laughs> And nickel, a take on the name Nicholas, which is associated with goblins or devilish characters. Devil fart. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get a half loaf of the devil fart. (laughs) That's something new today. It's the name of the podcast today. Devil fart. (laughs) (laughs) Write it down, Joanna. Write it down. All right. How many people said this is the worst summer ever? Brandon thinks it's over 50. I think it's over 50. Survey asked 1,500 Americans if this was their worst summer. Americans are dramatic, so yes, this was the worst Ooh, there summer you go. ever. Yeah, but I'm also thinking, like, w- w- what summer's going to top this? You, you know? mean top it I as, could understand it negatively? It. Yeah, personally, obviously, if you know, maybe a close family member passed away or things like that, that's really going to drag down a summer. But in general, I think more than 50% would probably say yes. <laughs> 1,500 Americans surveyed. One out of six said that 2020 was the worst summer. Also so that's well only 16%. 14% of people said it was a good summer overall. Yeah, those 14 were out living their best lives. Mm-hmm. Or they were able to save money because they're not going out. 38% said it was average. And 30% said bad, but not the worst. But it turns out some Americans have been having the time of their life the past few months because... <laughs> Two percent of people said it was, this has been the best summer of their lives. Woo! The best summer of your life. How I think I need, to your remi- life, I need to remind you everything that's gone on. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. By the way, I've got a blog just because uh, I, yeah. I I got hit with so many requests, and I, I've got requests like, where can I 
download the Florida Man mm-hmm. song. I I found it on a, a guy's Spotify, uh, and his name is Ross Childs. But just in the past week, people are like, "Where can I get that the Florida Man song you guys use for your theme song?" Well, I found it on YouTube. So if you go over to Buzz Adams Morning Show on the front page, it's got a it's got my blog there about the Florida Man game. It's interesting. I uh, went to the video, and I guess Ross, the guy who wrote and performs the song, had posted the video, and people were saying, "Oh, I I know this song because they they play it on Buzz Adams Morning Show." And and Ross, the the guy who created the song, uh-huh. seemed really excited, and he says, "Oh, I'm going to email him, and uh, you know that's great. I'm getting played on the radio." Well, it was a year ago, and I didn't get an email from him, but that could have been. <laughs> That could have been u- user error on my part, so I, I sent him back a thing. But would you, would you like to talk to the guy who does the Florida Man song? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I put in a request. I got back to him, but it's a year late, so uh, who knows when he'll get You're back like, to me. You're like, hey, just got this. You it's exactly up. what I wrote to him. <laughs> That's pretty much <laughs> verbatim what I said to him. Uh, you can see it on YouTube. This is Buzz Adams. I never saw your email, but I would love to have an interview with you. <laughs> Hey, boo. No, I, I honestly love I love you. I never saw the. Secretly love you. I, I said that you got a lot of fans uh, who listen to our show, so we're going to have the Florida Man game coming up. That's the sound of the police. That's the sound of the beast. Our true crime report is actual crime stories from around the world and across the nation. I'll save the Florida Man game uh, for the last story. But we start in Florida anyway. A woman tried to uh, hire a hitman to kill her husband's mistress. She said she was doing it as a birthday gift for herself. (laughs) Oh, okay. I like that. The birthday girl is named Ashley Spencer of Palm Bay, Florida. And she's going to turn 34 in a few weeks. And she had recently tried to hire a hitman to kill her husband's mistress. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Kill the mistress, but not the husband. Yeah. Takes two to tango, buddy. According Take to the, the... She even told the hitman that she wanted it to be done before the 26th, so it would be her birthday gift to herself, is killing her husband's uh, mistress. She... Offered two thousand for the job. Okay. She helped the hitman plan the murder, but the hitman turned out to be an undercover police officer. You know, there are so many stories like this. I, I've come to believe there aren't really any hitman. There are just undercover police officers. Because yeah, yeah. you always hear that it turned out to be an undercover police officer. It's like, wait a minute, is a hitman like a Yeti or a Loch Ness monster? They don't actually exist. I, uh, I don't think we're going to have one that's like, yeah, no, I'm totally here. I'm available. Call me at uh, 555. Kill. <laughs> so uh, Ashley, and this is her mugshot here, was oh, arrested for two felony counts, solicitation to commit murder and solicitation to commit uh, burglary. So what did she get herself instead for her birthday? I'm just wondering. I, probably like present? a nice orange jumpsuit. Well, maybe some nice like. bracelets. Be nice. Some money and commissary, maybe. Some nudes. Some noodles. <laughs> Guy in Tennessee has uh, been arrested for making over a thousand calls to 911 
In a the thousand? Span- yeah, over a thousand in a month and a half. He never had any emergencies to report, not even made up ones. He just called 1,171 calls to 911 to see if they wanted to buy egg rolls from him. <laughs> <laughs> you want an egg roll? Nope. Okay. Hey, it's me again. Buy an egg roll? <laughs> the uh, 54-year-old man is Hu Nguyen of Memphis, Tennessee. And over the course of the past month and a half, he made... Who's on line one? What? Who? Who's on line one? Who? Yeah. What? Who no. Nguyen? What's on line two? Who is on line one? He never... I lost the call. No. When? Who? When? All right. Police finally arrested him last week in front of a building <laughs> with a Vietnamese restaurant in it. It's not clear if he's affiliated with the restaurant and was trying to sell its egg rolls or not, but it, it would seem like a waste of time after after the first hundred times yeah. to keep calling and asking to buy the egg rolls when clearly they don't want to buy the egg rolls. You're calling 911. You need to sell them donuts. Uh, the man was charged with making non-emergency calls to 911. And here is the here is the man's mugshot. <laughs> I share this with our people watching on our Facebook feed. So. He's also, nobody wanted no, egg rolls? Nobody? No egg rolls? <laughs> the cops okay. that show up, they're like, I, I mean, I kind of want What, what if he gets out? You know, <laughs> they eventually let him out. And he calls back the very next day and is like, how about wontons? okay so i've got the headline here okay let's uh it's already time for the florida oh yeah all right i'm going to give you the headline involving a florida in this case woman because florida woman is florida man's faithful sidekick usually i'm going to leave out one key word in the story you see if you can correctly match the word if you're able to do it ten thousand dollars is yours so here's the headline you ready i'm ready florida woman takes blank off shelf opens and tries it out in the store so once (laughs) once again florida florida woman takes Ah. blank off the shelf opens too obvious and tries it out open in the store it said opens. Yeah. Open. So maybe in a package. All right. <laughs> Brandon's uh, ringing yeah. in here. Yeah, I think I got it. Okay. <laughs> At least mine. Sounds like, uh, <laughs> sounds like Joanna is uh, logging in here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a few different ideas popping in my head, but this is the cleanest of the <laughs> thoughts. All right. I think I got it. All right. All right. All right, let's get to our answers. Brandon, since you rang in first, I'll give you first crack at it. Woman takes blank off shelf, opens, and tries it out in the store. Well, I was thinking dirty dirty movies, uh, mm-hmm. porn shop, stuff right. like that, but I went far cleaner than that. Mm. Okay. I went with cool. toothbrush. Oh, oh. <laughs> that is a good one. Okay. <laughs> and okay. you guys don't want me to no, say... do it at the uh, end. At the end at to the tell end. you if anybody got it right? Joanna, Florida woman, takes blank off shelf, opens, and tries it out in the store. I went with a food thing, so mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. <laughs> Open the mac and cheese. Okay. And just, just try to start eating yeah. it there. Shells uncooked and all. We'll Ugh. find out momentarily if you're right. <laughs> Very crunchy. And Lisa, Florida woman, takes blank off shelf, opens, and tries it out in the store. What do you have? 
I just went with, uh, you know, my gut instinct, which was underwear. So I opened a package of <laughs> those Hanes, a good one, too. Some of those Hanes right off of the shelf at Walmart. Just <laughs> slipped them on. See if they fit. Oh, man. Nobody? Nobody. Popsicle. I don't know why. You should have stuck with your. You should have stuck with your uh, dirty-minded instinct, oh, Brandon, no. because Florida woman takes sex toy oh. off shelf. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's, that was, was my first thought. See, you go with your first instinct. Too obvious. Opens yeah. and tries it out in the store. Uh, so, what kind of toy? No, never mind. Don't tell me. There is a description of oh, the perfect. toy in the police report. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what? Let me. Let me oh. bring up the the mug shot first yeah, of all. Oh, please do. Uh, is that her? No, 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 no. That's no, the that's, the, that's the that's the egg roll guy. I know. <laughs> oh Boom. my! Is that her? Looks like Caitlyn Jenner. Looks like a surfer dude extra. Yeah. From a movie. Okay, now I'm really curious about what's going on here. I know. Uh, they don't give the. Oh, you, they do. Teresa Stanley is the uh, woman's name. Uh, police in Fort Pierce, Florida, got a call last week from an adult store, you know, like a dirty movie store okay, that okay. also uh-huh. sells sex stuff. A 30, oof, 36-year-old woman named Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> a rough 36, uh, guys. Even, sneak up on you, huh? Even by South Florida standards that is a rough 36 there mm-hmm. uh teresa stanley came in grabbed a pink phallic shaped vibrating toy off of a shelf okay opened it and took it back into a stock room where she tested it out she's like i don't see any <laughs> dressing room so i'm just gonna borrow this real quick when police got there the the crime was still in process in oh the process of happening <laughs> Police say when they arrived, like, so let her finish. They yeah, found like, Ms. Stanley in the stock room, oh. bottomless. <laughs> well, obviously, sitting in an office chair and using the toy. I don't know how long it took the police to arrive, but you're thinking at least twenty minutes, ten minutes, at the minimum. Uh, the police say that when she saw the officers, she dropped the toy. She was arrested for larceny and indecent exposure. I'm surprised it didn't fall. I'm sorry? <laughs> surprised it didn't fall. What did they tell her? Like, hey, ma'am, take that out. They're like, put your hands up. <laughs> it just falls down. It's still on. <laughs> Hey, I got a question. Yeah, this is worthy of a lot of questions, I'll admit it. Okay, I mean, let's talk about the police for a second. Is this a situation where you'd want a mental health person or a police (laughs) officer to respond? I think if I was the mental health worker, I'd be like, not it, call the cops, call the cops. This is a cop one. No, probably... You know, that, I, I think there's like, a good chance there's some mental health issues probably, or drug or substance abuse. She probably issues. wants to be handcuffed, so <laughs> we're going to go down that route. Right. It's like they're starting to handcuff her. She's like, oh, I saw some pink fuzzy ones up in the store. Could you get those? <laughs> they look comfy. <laughs> Florida man, Florida man, tried to stab his boss with, with a sewer rat. Florida man, Florida man. Is human meat 
who gave Marco, Marco Rubio a Senate seat. Florida man. Florida man. Florida man. Florida man. Lives in a van. He's Florida man. All right, so you can... Okay, uh, put I the did... whole lyrics if you're going to put some of the lyrics on here. Well, I, I just need to pad it out to be 250 <laughs> words. That's the only reason I put any of the lyrics in there. But you can find the post that has the... <laughs> Look, I'm not going to lie to you guys. The best is to, today his his post is going to be part two. Of the Florida <laughs> Man. Here's, here are You're a couple other verses. So you can find the Florida Man video. The video that goes to the song, you could find at buzzadamshow.com. And uh, mm-hmm. like I'm waiting to hear back from the... From the guy who who, who performs responded to you a year ago. Yeah, uh, the Florida Man game is now available as a video that you can see over at BuzzAdamsShow.com. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, we still we still have almost two weeks left in summer, but this is definitely fall, at least fall like. But we're gonna get it for a couple of days. Oh, uh, look how it looks up. outside. I'm enjoying it. So let, nice. let me let me tell you what, what's uh, the big uh, story in weather though has happened in Abilene, San Angelo, and mm-hmm. uh, it's raining. You know, cats and dogs today, so like hundred percent chance of precipitation. Uh, we're gonna have uh, a certainty of rain, possibly up to an inch or maybe even over an inch. And in fact, San Angelo got some uh, localized flooding uh, possible, so keep an eye on that. Uh, also, uh, just a solid block of rain, it looks like, for San Angelo, Abilene, uh, for Thursday and Friday. Eventually, back up to the mid-80s, it looks like, by Saturday and Sunday. In El Paso, not quite as much rain, but still a, a good, you know, look at it. It's a good, solid chance of getting soaked, and we got reports from rain uh, around the area. Chance of rain today, 30% in El Paso really windy and that was what I noticed when mm-hmm. I stepped outside it actually gotten colder than it was three or four hours ago when I got up this morning uh, wind gusts could be over 40 miles an hour with rain in the forecast and with much cooler temperatures the high today is only going to be 68 and uh, looking for a chance of rain again tomorrow in El Paso Colorado is and specifically Denver is where they went from Oof. 100 degrees to snow in the course of barely over 24 hours. So mm. they had that, they had highs in, uh, over the weekend of 100. And there is, you know, more than a dusting of snow in Colorado, which actually is going to help with some of their wildfire problems. You know, we're talking so much about, about California. We forgot that New Mexico and uh, lots of. In Colorado. Colorado has some Yeah, they're, they're stuff saying going that it's on. not going to end them. But it'll at least uh, keep them from growing for the next couple days. Um, they said they would need a storm like this, about uh, three or four more of them, to help uh, get rid of or at least uh, extinguish the wildfires. But they said that it'll at least help them from growing in size for the next couple days. Have you seen a map of all the fires that are going on across the country right now? It's ridiculous. There's hundreds of them. Mm-hmm. I just sent you a link. It's, it's It hasn't gone through yet, Buzz, but I sent it through your Skype. But it has... It's just a map of the United States, and it shows you where all the fires are located, and it's insane. Most of the people that I know back up in Portland, they're all on a, on a watch right now whether or not to evacuate their homes. 
is it mostly uh, like the mountain states, the West Coast, or do they do they have it's these mostly, problems in the Midwest? Too? It looks nah. It mostly looks like it's um, up and down the West Coast, Washington, Oregon, California, into Idaho a little bit, and then you do still have some in Arizona, and Colorado, Wyoming, Montana. But once you Ugh. kind of get to the middle of the the country, it's not as many. Yeah, and for most of these areas, they've dealt with the fires. They know what to do, what are the plans. But uh, as they continue to get worse every year, they're finding more and more issues with it. It uh, looks like like the entire West Coast, from yeah, Washington down to down to San Diego, is on fire, <laughs> according to this map. You can see uh, kind if of you, is. if you go to your Facebook Messenger, I sent you guys pictures. Uh, it's from my mom's house. Oh, I saw that picture, and that's stunning. There was there's one that was taken as a panoramic, and it's all it was all taken at one time, and then she sent a couple more pictures that one was pointed in one direction, and the other was pointed in the other direction, and it looks like blue skies gorgeous summer day and then the other picture it looks like hell the scary thing is is especially like where where palm springs is normally we don't get the smoke from the fires because the mountains that surround that area keep the skies pretty blue and keeps all the fire smoke out and it that area is completely blanketed right now which to me is just shocking to see as someone who's grown up in that area, even even when there were the fires up in uh, like Idlewild and uh, up there, they the fire smoke wouldn't reach the desert very well. But I mean, it's just it's really really bad right now. Um, yeah, my other friend Mandy, she lives right by Paradise, and so they're underneath. Uh, they're about to be evacuated, uh, so they've already grabbed all their stuff. But I, I just the problem is too is you have the insurance companies that are now because there are so frequent and often and deadly these fires are a lot of the insurance companies either aren't offering insurance in that area or it's just super high premiums that you're going to have to pay like we're just not going to insure you or you've got to pay through the nose exactly and that's and they're finding more than anything else they're not going to insure them and they can only get the lowest basic minimum insurance uh, possible because there's just such a high fire risk now. So they just don't want to pay it. And a lot of them, they're trying to cancel their plans too. They'll find anything they can find to cancel it. I, I get kind of excited when the when the weather starts getting cooler. I wasn't expecting it to be so sudden, but mm-hmm. Brandon, did you remember to wear a sweatshirt or a jacket or anything today? No, and I totally thought about it, too, because I mentioned that yesterday. You said yesterday you're going to forget and you're going to just did. leave with a t-shirt on. Uh, well, I mean, I have a long sleeve shirt on, but I, I walked outside, and even as I was putting the key in the door to lock it, I was like, oh, man, and it, it took me back to yesterday when I was saying that. But I wasn't overly chilled so I just left it, and I was like, I'm fine with what I'm wearing. Yeah, I was surprised last night because I, I went to bed relatively early, but around 8 p.m., my house was still pretty hot. So I thought, well, I thought it was supposed to cool down. And uh, I, I guess because last night was kind of like a warm rain. Like, we still had, like, a warm summer rain. And then once the winds kicked up, that's when it finally started getting cold. I went to go see, and this is the first time I've been to a movie since February. How was it? I went to go see Tenet which is the new Christopher Nolan. I didn't I didn't get it. Like I you know, <laughs> I keep waiting to read a review so that some reviewer will g- say tell you what happened. You can't or, or to say, "Hey, don't feel dumb because it didn't make any sense." There's a lot of articles like that. You could find some. Oh, like professional critics are saying they couldn't I follow mean, what was happening. Professional is a little 
don't know. But there's there are articles that say, hey, if you didn't get tenant, here's what we think. What's happened. it? What does it? Do you know what its Metacritic is right now, or its Rotten Tomato score, or anything uh, like that? I don't. I mean, I could tell it was a well-made movie, okay. and it had a good cast, and maybe if was you, it full of action. Maybe if you're Neil deGrasse Tyson, you could figure out what was it's going really on. But I could not bad. Tomato meter seven seventy four percent, and audience score seventy eight. Well, if you take all the, and it's not, it's not really time travel, and I don't want to give any spoilers, but if you take that out, it's a pretty good action movie. It's pretty good, like a like a James Bond. Tenet explained. What's going on with this plot line? Yeah, you well, don't ask me because I don't. I no, that's what the name of this article is. I'll send it to you. <laughs> Have you guys Please. seen the movie pop up? I think it's on Netflix. I'm thinking of ending things. Yes, I've seen it. No. It keeps pushing my, it on me. My wife watched it. I caught bits and pieces. How was it? Same, like, like. I, I I just went ahead and is about the trailer about confused it. me. Yeah, is it so about I just suicide? No, I don't think <laughs> no, so. No, it's about but a couple. Think that, yeah. And the girl is thinking of ending things with the guy. Oh, yeah. It's man, watch the trailer. It's very confusing. The watch trailer a few confused scenes, me. It's really confusing. And then read about it. It's even more confusing. Like my wife, she felt determined. Um, I, like I had already fallen asleep, and I think she still had a half an hour of the movie left. And she's like, I my, I was falling asleep. My eyes were closing, but damn it, I'd put that much time into this movie. I was going to finish it, and then even <laughs> yeah. when the movie was over, she was like, I still didn't get it. So then I looked up what the hell it meant. Like it was just it was it felt like it was weird for the sake of weird. Okay, I've definitely seen movies like that before. Which is, um, I think it, it's the guy that did Being John Malkovich. Yes. Ian Reid, I think, is the name of the author. It's, That's it's of the based, book. Yeah, the yeah, book. Yeah, the novel. And then Charlie Kaufman is the Charlie guy that Kaufman. did the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, Charlie Kaufman. Charlie Kaufman did a movie in which Charlie Kaufman was one of the main characters played by Nicolas Cage called... Oh, Face Off. No, no, oh. no, no. What was that movie called? It was so meta. I mean, it was just a very meta. What the yeah, hell I don't, was that? I don't and, get and, and Nicholas Cage also plays has a twin brother. Okay. Uh, God, somebody in the chat is gonna know what I'm talking about. But that was uh, that was a Charlie. Charlie Kaufman, Kaufman looks like uh, Councilman Jam from uh, Parks and Rec. By <laughs> does the way, he? He adaptation. Does. Yeah. Yeah, adaptation. Nicholas Cage is Charlie Kaufman, a confused LA screenwriter overwhelmed by feelings of inadequacy, sexual frustration, self-loathing. Keep and in by mind, the this was written by ambitions. this was written by Charlie Kaufman. And the screenwriting ambitions of his freeloading twin brother Donald, also Nicholas Cage. That's so weird. He did Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, though, which is a great movie. Charlie Kaufman did. Oh yeah. Well, he wrote oh it. Oh my god, he does look like Councilman Jam. <laughs> Told you, you just got jammed. You duke it on my chest. <laughs> oh, wait, I, I got that. You ready? Yeah. So here is a uh, service that that somebody's offering, and uh, like I never heard of it, but I can imagine that a lot of a lot of guys would would be interested for thirty seven dollars. It's the sex instructor in Australia. And for $37, she'll give you a 100% honest feedback on your penis. Wow. Like, okay. she'll tell you. Do you just, does she just look at it or? I kind of want to interview her <laughs> <laughs> just to find out what she does. But uh, 
Lani. What if you're required to send her a pic to do the interview? Run? Yeah. Oh, he thought about it. He's thinking about it. Oh, I don't know if I do that, but I I'd be in, I could see how people would be interested. You're and like I, you're I, like Colt from 90 Day Fiance. Have you watched that man? That dude apparently sends D pics like they're going out of style. Who? Wow. He Colt. Must be Colt? Yeah. That guy who wore a condom when he went swimming? No, 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 no. That's, no, that's um, Paul. Yeah, that's Paul. Paul oh, and Colt, Green. the one with the Colt cats thing? and he lives with his mother? Yes. He sends D-pics? Yes. That came up because he's dating this new girl from Brazil and she keeps bringing that up in the fight. And she's like, oh, hello, good morning. Here's my penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you do have to send a picture of your junk. No, no, says- I just want to interview her. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're missing misinterpreting. I'm interested in what she's doing. I wanted and I'm to know if you had to give a picture. Like, does she take it out for a ride? Or okay, something? here you go. Take uh, it out for a ride? A test spin? A test ride. Lani Pavlovich is a sex instructor in Queensland, Australia. Uh, she's a life coach and a sex instructor. So her service, men send pictures of their of their junk, and she will give you honest feedback. She'll tell you, here's what I think. She also includes tips for improving the look and suggesting good sexual positions uh, that may help that you work get, with you. Yeah, that, that and your tailor made uh, for what you are for what you're working with. with right. Okay, there you go. That's okay. a good way to put it. Uh, so, what would you pay if you're a guy and you know she doesn't know you? You pay thirty seven dollars and she gives you an unbiased honest opinion of your junk. Um, I think a lot of guys would be willing to spend more money to get a biased opinion that would be, you know, favorable. Oh, I could see a lot of guys saying, I $37, I'm going to I'm going to send in a like a picture that I got off the web just so, you know, I can get this girl to uh, talk about it. <laughs> She's like, like how big it is or send whatever. Send me a picture of it but also hold the day's newspaper up. Yeah, like a proof <laughs> of life date. picture. <laughs> you gotta with have, the, with you gotta have the USA Today with the date clearly on the masthead <laughs> next to your dong <laughs> to prove that it's yours. Well, what would she care? She's getting paid $37 a pop. Her reputation. <laughs> I guess so. So, uh, if it's entirely possible that most guys go their entire life without really getting an honest opinion i mean you might get compliments but you don't know well is that is that genuine is that genuine or not and i guess if it's coming from somebody uh you know that you don't know she doesn't have any reason to exaggerate i I don't guess she's looking to get repeat business you know just give you an honest opinion so I'm going to send you the information, Joanna. That's an interview I'd be very interested <laughs> in finding out about. Sure, so, sure. Uh, you set us up with the uh, uh, sex instructor. No, you set us up last week with the oh, wing with guy. Oh, with the wing guy. Yeah. What was his deal again? Boneless, boneless wings, wings need to go away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not boneless. Wings. Oh yeah, they're, they're not boneless. Nuggets. They're just tenders. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. We're going to hop into entertainment news with Joanna coming up in just a few moments. There were some uh, there were some interesting side conversations going on over the Facebook chat. If you want to join us, you can see what's happening in the studio. Just find Buzz Adams Morning Show at fa- on Facebook. 
and uh, you can see what we're doing. You can read the chat or join in the chat. So first of all, Lisa, when you were talking about the list the guy made of the best breads in chain restaurants, Mm -hmm. this kept getting mentioned over and over again. I was going to ask you if it was anywhere on the list. uh, Apparently, Famous Dave's makes great cornbread. Wow. That, no, like, that was not. There were multiple comments that Famous Dave's cornbread is the oh, best. Oh, they do. It is good. Okay. Um, what what did we decide? We decided that the that the it's Red the Lobster list, Cheddar Biscuits. Cheddar Bay Biscuits. The Cheddar yeah. Bay Biscuits to us are the best, but he had, like, it was really messed up. I think he had, like, the, the bread rolls or the breadsticks from Olive Garden. As, as number it, one, that, which is offensive. That shouldn't be in the top 50, <laughs> really. <laughs> what was, uh, where did the Texas Roadhouse come in? Uh, Texas Roadhouse came in at number two. Yeah. So I get that a lot of it's the cinnamon uh, butter, but guess what? Any restaurant could put out cinnamon butter if that's all it takes to me. The bread is also good. I was going to say, I, I actually enjoy the bread from Texas because it is very soft. It's very fluffy. I feel well, like I'd... some of the breads, like especially when you need a really good knife to like saw through it, it's too tough for me. That's where my, my oh, I think old the, man syndrome comes out. I think the Texas Roadhouse bread is good, and I don't just smother it in the butter, but I that do. said, a little bit of the cinnamon butter it really makes it. Then this uh, started, not even based on anything we were talking about, people were just talking about how much the weather's changed, how much colder it is, mm-hmm. and, you know, you got rain going on, and that got people talking about what the best kind of soup to eat on a cold on the first cold and rainy day of the year, so caldo, got caldo de, de reis, mm-hmm. yeah, menudo, tortilla soup, and pho, which is spelled P H O, but I was told it was pronounced pho. I'm not a menudo fan. I could never get into it. It doesn't have anything to do with it being like the the you know what it's made out of. Uh-huh. I just don't like the smell you don't of like it. like the smell. Oh, the smell. So good. I was going to say the taste, maybe. Well, taste is so wrapped up in the way something smells. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, yeah. Like, if something smells terrible, that that kind of affects the way it uh, tastes. But I, I, I know I that don't know, because people... been, I've been eating cauliflower for the past couple of days, and I'm like, Joanna, why does it smell so bad as I continue eating it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> cauliflower smells terrible. So a lot of people like are saying, you, yeah. you know, nothing beats... A bowl of menudo on a day like this. Some caldo. Okay, so pho mm-hmm. is this thing that it seems like pho really hit it big about ten years ago. Yeah, within the past mm-hmm. ten years. I mean, it's been around in Vietnam for thousands of years, but but its popularity around the world. What's has the really- thing in it that you said like I'm I'm a part of the one percent of the population that this certain ingredient tastes like soap, like oh, soap, cilantro. cilantro. Yeah, so like I, I've, I've been to eat pho before, and uh-huh. every time I get there, it's like, oh, like I can smell the cilantro. The cilantro, and I'm like, oh, it's that stuff that tastes like soap. Yeah. And that's the thing that you would actually read. Like there is, yeah, there's a sliver have, of the population that, that cilantro yeah, your tastes. Your palate is not as advanced as some of us. <laughs> I'm, so I'm cop to, to that. you, it <laughs> tastes like soap. Oh, and I love cilantro on anything. Cilantro's mm-hmm. awesome. Okay. Well, I'd be very sad. I would be sad. <laughs> I don't think I would want to eat again. If I couldn't have cilantro, <laughs> just end it all, man. Yeah, sometimes they'll put it like in, uh, 
I don't know, like tacos or yeah. things mm-hmm. like that. And, uh, oh, it's so good on street tacos. Let's check entertainment news. Joanna Barba has a look at what's happening in Hollywood and spanning the entire spectrum of the entertainment world. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. The Fresh Prince Bel-Air reboot series called Bel-Air has officially found a home. Bel-Air has scored a two-season pickup from the NBC streaming service Peacock. Did they get the guy? So a guy made, like, what a gritty reboot of Fresh Prince Bel-Air would look Mm -hmm. like on YouTube. Yes. Did they get Morgan him? Cooper? Yes. They they hired that guy to do it. We'll get there in a bit. Oh. Will Smith, who's executive <laughs> producing the series, confirmed the news in a YouTube video on Tuesday. Bel Air is a reimagining of the '90s sitcom as a drama series based on the viral YouTube trailer created by writer Morgan Cooper. Cooper will be directing, co-writing, and co-executive producing the series as well. That's a that's a really cool story that this guy just put it out there. Mm-hmm. You know, he spent money, time, and just put it on YouTube, and, and somehow Smith people like, saw it. And I'm like, a fan. Yeah, that's we're going to do that. Yep. Now, where they would go wrong, I think, is if Will Smith tried to play Uncle Phil or something like that. They need to get you know somebody who reminds you of James Avery. Although the dad from Family Matters, he's still around. Yeah, me, Carl Winslow. Yeah, Reginald Bell Johnson. <laughs> Maybe Will Smith could do a cameo I as would Will's love to dad. See him. Oh, oh. Like if Will Smith why don't he want Will's... me, man? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that hurts. Because they're, they're getting young actors to play Will and the other right. and Carlton and the others. But if Will Smith himself showed up as oh. Will's dad, He's the truck driver, oh. isn't that great? Oh, why don't he want me, man? I, I have to get in touch with Will Smith. <laughs> I, I have to let him <laughs> know that good. he needs to do this. By the way. Have you guys had your social media feeds just flooded with people raving about Cobra Kai? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My nephews love it. I thought maybe it was a coordinated thing, but it's also like people I know. So unless Mm -hmm. unless my friend Jibs is getting paid by (laughs) Cobra Kai. I was watching watching it the other night because my friend was watching. He tells me, he's like, it's really good. Like, watch. And then he stopped for a second, looked at me. He's like, you haven't seen... The Karate Kid, have you? And I was like, uh, nope. No. And he just turned yeah, to me. Karate God. Kid, Lisa. No, so Karate Kid Two. Lost. No. The next Karate Kid. No. Well, she haven't. Have, she hasn't seen one. Why is she going to see two? <laughs> yeah. I can't figure out Sanchez's so logic when it comes to movies. <laughs> to then the we watched, She's going to watch Cobra Kai yeah. and go back to watch. <laughs> have you watched the Cobra kid. Kai? I watched a little that day, but then when he found out I had to watch Karate Kid, he's like. The Maybe acting is really not it. good. I mean, the acting is very cheesy. It in seems Cobra like, Kai? yeah, it seems like after school special level acting. Well, oh, you guys probably don't know I heard after school that special. Was a, is. Well, the thing is that they said they're like it's very cheesy from the person that was watching cheesy. it. Yeah, he said it was super cheesy, but he loved it at the same time. Like, yeah, I've seen I got all kinds of people and from different groups of friends. Everything like saying, hey, yeah, the hype is real. This is legit. This is good. Like even. Uh, Kaplowitz. We had a little um, birthday scavenger hunt for my kid over the weekend, and he was there, and Kaplowitz was like, yeah, he's like, you need to check out Cobra Kai. Like, we're watching it, and we're hooked. Let me write down, no invitation to Emily's wedding, no invitation to Brandon's kid's scavenger hunt. Seems to be a common theme here, wouldn't you say? I wonder what it could mean. Hmm. Hey, write down on there, no invitation to pool party at my own home. Oh, there you go. You get invited to a pool party at my freaking house. (laughs) (laughs) You okay? 
No. <laughs> <laughs> Joanna, don't invite him to something. <laughs> I didn't have anything. The Ellen DeGeneres show has set its season 18 premiere date. Ellen will return to the Warner Brothers Lot Sons in studio audience on September 21st. Ellen said in a statement, I can't wait to get back to work and back to our studio. And yes, we're going to talk about it. That's obviously a reference to the toxic workplace allegations that have been plaguing her all summer. The show has parted ways with three producers, but other than that, no major changes have been announced. Tiffany Haddish will be Ellen's first in-studio guest this season. Also joining DeGeneres for season 18's premiere week will be Carrie Washington, Alec Baldwin, and Chrissy Teigen. To become anointed Best Picture by the Academy Awards, films will now have to meet new inclusion and diversity standards starting in 2024. I I had to read this closely to make sure that this wasn't, you know, like fake news. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So there, there are four different criteria, yes. and for a movie to be considered, it's going to have to meet two of the, of the two four of criteria. Two of the four, correct. I don't... Look, I, I get that things are changing. This is a time of great social upheaval, but I have never thought of imposing quotas on art. Like, I've never thought that that's what art... And really, if you're talking about, you know, a movie that's that's for an Academy Award, that, that should be art, and it shouldn't have these Who knew restrictions put on it. You and Christy Allen I was would about finally to have something say, in common. Yeah, that <laughs> you used almost the same exact words she used. Oh, well, I didn't read anything. I had just seen the she story this morning. not happy Are you about talking it. about Kirstie Alley? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, she I don't think she needs to worry. Excited for the 90s. <laughs> Unless they make it look who's talking for, and it's way better than the others. I don't think Kirstie Alley really needs to worry about it. Well, the four standards dig into how films come to be from the stories they tell to the executives who lead the market while will market them while addressing gender, sexual orientation, race, ethnicity, and disability. Do you want to know the new standards? It's it's a it's a bit lengthy. Wait, who brought these standards about? The, the, the Academy. Academy. It's self imposed. Oh come on. Thing. Good. Uh, requiring I, and it is it's it's just pure quota type of stuff. So, number one, at least one of the lead actors or significant supporting actors must be from underrepresented racial or ethnic groups. Or at least 30% of all actors in secondary or minor roles. Or the storyline, theme, or narrative must be centered on an unrepresented group. Mm -hmm. That's just one of the standards. Standard two establishes a similar standard of diversity for creative leadership and crew roles. Listen, I, I've, I have always felt that when you're talking about art, especially, whether it's, you know, visual art, like, you know, or, or music, uh, you don't apply artificial standards. What was the it. last standard? Could you read that to me again? The one I just read? Yeah. Oh, it just says it's a similar standard as to number one for creative leadership and crew. So, See, I feel like that I could yeah, I could be sure. behind that because that's not affecting the on-screen. You're talking about you know grips and and lighters and right. the best and boys that, that you should you know sure. I absolutely and I would agree with that. And the only reason why is because you have like Ava DuVernay who said that whenever she would ask for hey I want a sound mixer who is either a minority or a woman or something and they would say well we don't have any of those they're all white guys and she goes okay well guess what there's some out there just find them. And that was the thing is she said that 
a lot of behind the scenes in Hollywood is a lot of Caucasian males. And so there isn't that representation uh, being seen. And a lot of people aren't getting hired because they think, oh, you're a woman or, oh, well, you're a minority. You don't know how to do this. You weren't. When in reality, they are equally and in some cases even better at doing that job. So I would be okay with that being like, yeah, you know what? You do have to hire a percentage of your background uh, people. Yeah, but what happens when a movie comes out that is absolutely clearly like the, the, a great movie and they say, uh, sorry, you didn't meet the... Uh you didn't criterion. meet the criteria, so we can't consider you for best movie. It's just, uh, you know, an artificial restriction that doesn't need to be put on, on art in general. Right. Well, with entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barber. <laughs> right. well, that's the end. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. To the fifth and final hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show, also known as the El Paso or KLAQ. I don't like to call it the KLAQ exclusive because I know we have listeners either on Facebook or Mm -hmm. the mobile app or, you know, listening online somehow. So let's just call it the fifth hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show. I got a uh, Joe Exotic update. Joe Exotic was sentenced to, I think, like 22 years in prison for trying to hire somebody to to kill Carol F. Baskin. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Exotic says that he has been uh, sexually assaulted in prison. I mean, so no laughing matter there. Mm-hmm. And he is begging President Trump uh, for a pardon. Was was that part of it when he ran for, what was it, governor of Oklahoma? I, I can't remember if it was on the show that he was a, he was a big Trump supporter, but... I know at some point it said uh, yeah, Joe Exotic was was really you know like on the MAGA train, like, but that might have been since he's been in, in prison. But uh, Joe Exotic is is begging for President Trump to give him uh, some kind of pardon, and we know that that Trump is at least familiar with who Joe Exotic is, or maybe he's not, but. This came up uh, a few months ago. Some a reporter in a press conference even asked him, and Trump said he didn't know anything about him. <laughs> what is Don into? <laughs> I, I had a feeling. I it knew was it was Don. Oh, Don. I, I have said before that that Trump is both intentionally and unintentionally the funniest president we've ever had. He's great. And that's really something, to be funny both intentionally and unintentionally. Yeah. But but that's an example of like his intentional. That's, that's just funny. <laughs> I like um, the guy in the back. I like Joe. I like Joe Exotic. <laughs> so I guess at least somebody's run it by him uh, before. But the word is that, that Joe Exotic is doing everything he can to to get his case in front of the president for a pardon. Have you heard that people in South Africa are up in arms about an allegation that's made in uh, Michael Cohen's new book? Mm-hmm. There are a lot of books uh, coming out. It doesn't out, have like, to do with any of those people from 90 Day Fiance. It hasn't even blipped on my radar. Look, the only thing I know about South Africa is that proposal at the KFC, and now everybody is helping them out. 
What? Have you not heard about that? No. Some journalist in Africa made fun of this guy who was proposing to his fiance at a KFC. Oh. And he posted a video saying, "Oh, on you Twitter. took her to a yeah, fancy restaurant like, oh, like KFC." Men in this—I don't remember where it's called—but he goes, "They're so poor, they propose at a KFC." And I mean, she looks so happy. Oh, so what do you got to go rain on their parade? A what? bunch of companies are coming together to help out the couple. They're like, "Hey, we'll put in your food for your wedding. We'll put well, in I your drinks. We'll sponsor your honeymoon." By the way, there's some biscuits that didn't get enough love. Oh in my the gosh, hey, that is a crime. those biscuits. Yeah. Are yeah. Those are good. They're good, but they become great only when you dip them in the gravy. <laughs> <laughs> you got to dip the biscuit you need the in the gravy. gravy. Plus, it's like there is a side additive we need to mm. add in there, and that's that gravy. Uh, so let me let me just tell you, this book is, I don't think it, no, it's not out yet, but it's Disloyal, uh, a memoir, the true story of the former personal attorney to President Donald J. Trump. Oh, it came out yesterday. Okay. So it is on shelves. Uh, some of the allegations are that uh, the president, well, this is a big one. The president wanted a new head prosecutor in the Southern District of New York because, according to Michael Cohen, he wanted to arrange to be federally indicted, like Trump expected to be indicted, and he wanted it to be federally indicted instead of on the state level because he, he believed he could then pardon himself if he loses the election. So what what this indicates, according to Michael Cohen, is that Trump expects to be indicted by somebody if he were to lose in November, and that if he were indicted federally, he could pardon himself, because the president can pardon for federal crimes, but not for, uh, for state crimes. Uh, the reason he gives, and this is a quote from Cohen, Trump knows perfectly well that he is guilty of the same crimes that resulted in my conviction and incarceration. So out of the White House, uh, the press secretary, Kayleigh McEnany, dismissed all, anything that Cohen has to say, calling him a disgraced felon and disbarred lawyer who lied to Congress. But I, th- I think it's important to note the things that he was lying about to Congress were were to cover up and protect for Donald Trump. So if you're going to say, well, the man's a liar, then you're acknowledging that Why the lies he, he, he was lying to, to protect the president. Or was he not lying, in which case, I, you, you really can't have it both ways, I don't think. Uh, so in South Africa, Cohen uh, had an allegation that after the death of um, Nelson Mandela, that uh, Trump, Nelson, who? Nelson Mandela. Okay. Cohen wrote that after Mandela's death in 2013, I got to have my beep here ready because it's kind of in the vernacular. See, he says in 2013, Trump said, Mandela, the whole country up. Now it's a whole Mandela. He was no leader. So uh, responding to that, uh, it's got a bunch of angry response from politicians, the ruling party in uh, South Africa and Af- others. So, right. So this guy uh, went to prison. One of the things he did was he lied to Congress about plans to build a Trump hotel in in Moscow, and he lied about the payments to Stormy Daniels and I forget her name, but the play the Playboy centerfold who both uh, got paid off by the president. So 
you get what I'm saying, though, right? If the press secretary wants to say, well, he's a liar, what you're saying he lied about were the things that he did to cover up for for Trump, right? Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to uh, get into, in just a moment, we're going to get into the good news, bad news of the week. So we're going to have that coming up here in just a few moments. Here's something uh, fun from Reddit. They asked if there were breakup lines... Like there are pickup lines. What what are some good breakup lines you could think of? And Reddit came up with some good answers. What percentage of Reddit do you think is good? Anytime they do a question, the number of mm. comments, would you say 50-50? Or? I think it depends on how far it takes off. Because there's some where there's thousands of responses. And you know that the majority The more of those, there are, the, the weaker yeah. they're going to be on, on average. Well, there were a few responses, but there were some really good ones. So... If there were pickup lines, if there were breakup lines instead of pickup lines, what would they be? Uh, here are some of them. Raise your hand if you have a boyfriend. Not so fast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about how about this one for a breakup line? Okay. So Joanna, you play the role of of my soon to be ex girlfriend. Okay. 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 Hey, uh, it's time we cancel our gym membership. Oh. Okay. Because we are not working out anymore. <laughs> nice. Hey, are we tectonic plates? Because we are drifting apart. <laughs> Our relationship is like my financial status. Broke. Hey. I don't know what I'd do without you, but starting right now, I'm going to give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> And how about this one? This would have to be, i got to specify that it's over the phone. So you're on the phone, and if you want to break up, you say, Hey, are you, a, are you going through a tunnel? Because we're breaking up. Oh. <laughs> so there are a few of uh, <laughs> the suggested breakup lines. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Uh, Hugo Weaving is not returning in The Matrix 4 well, as Agent, Agent Smith. Smith. What? what? Then who's going to go? Mr. Anderson. Anderson. Maybe because he looks older, so they're like, nah, he can't pretend he's a robot. Look, they worked around that for Schwarzenegger as the Terminator. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, in the Matrix, everybody ages as normal (laughs) or whatever, but Uh they say it's a scheduling conflict, so apparently they wanted him to come back as Agent Smith. Weren't there other... Right, yeah. At the beginning of the Matrix, there were other agents, mm-hmm. and he was just one of many. But then he took over all the other others, right? I think the original plan for the movie, though, was all the agents were going to look exactly alike. But then when they did that, it it didn't look good on the screen. So then they they brought in other actors to uh, portray the roles around Hugo Weaving. I'll tell you what didn't look good was in Matrix Three that fight scene where like. He, where Neo is fighting like thousands of oh, Agent yeah. Smiths. If you go back and look at that, you're wondering, how did that CGI look like that in like 2004? It should have looked a lot better. You know, after the amazing visual effects that they did in Matrix 1, by the time Matrix 3 came around, I mean, it looked really, really like bad CGI. It's almost like they felt like they had to keep out doing themselves. And they just, they, they backed themselves into a corner. It was like, okay, the... I guess we got to commit. You know what? Look bad. What blows my mind is anytime you watch Jurassic Park and you see the amazing CGI and you re- realize that was 93 
and you see all the terrible CGI that's come out and is still coming out today, mm-hmm. why don't they all just do it whatever whatever they did in Jurassic Park? Are they trying to get too cute or or what do you think's going on? Or are, are there some companies that are really bad at it? And if you don't get them, your, get the your right CGI company. is going to look like crap. Well, because back then, I believe there was really only one. It was ILM that was able to do that. Now you got a bunch of people with a, a couple of computer programs. And <laughs> mm-hmm. They think they can do really fancy effects. It's like, oh, that's not the case. You know, even, even in the past couple of years, there are still movies that come out where I go, God, how did, how did that make it how did that cgi get into a major and i'm talking about some of them are blockbusters or want to be blockbusters remember that one we saw the trailer for gods of egypt oh yeah i know you know chadwick boseman was in that was he really i never saw it but i just saw that as part of (laughs) it it looked so bad his obituary said that he was in gods of egypt right the cgi in that movie probably came out like what two years ago uh, Gods of no, God. that was like three or four years oh, ago. 2016. Yeah. Yeah, okay, but still, you would expect it to look better. Mm-hmm. Oh, what Speaking is of Chadwick Boseman, I thought the fight scene between Killmonger and Black Panther had Wasn't... some of those markings of some bad yeah. scenes. Yeah, okay. I'm going to yeah, agree with that. Did. I mean, you know that's, my only, that's really my only criticism of Black Panther was that that, that climactic fight scene looked rubbery. That's the only way I can describe it. Like, their bodies look like they're made out of some kind of bendy rubber material yeah. or something. You know what did really well? Mulan. And I'm very baffled now because one of our <laughs> listeners wrote in and goes, yeah, I didn't know Jet Li was in that movie. I'm like, what? What was Jet like, Li? What was Jet Li? They had a lot of CGI in Mulan. No, no, it was all like, it looked real. Well, like Jet a lot Li of it. does a lot of his own stunts. Yeah, because I was like, how does this old man move so fast? And then you know, I found out it was Jet Li. It makes sense now. I, I for, <laughs> I'm going to write this down because I'd forgotten. I, I, I told. I mean, I tried to make a mental note yesterday. I went to go see Tenet. Mm-hmm. And one, th- I didn't understand it. I'll be honest with you. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't have a PhD in physics, uh-huh. which I guess you must need because I, I couldn't understand what was going on. But I wanted to look up how they did the effects. Where okay, so some of the characters are moving. This is not a spoiler. I think this is pretty much established in the trailers. They're moving forward in time, but then there are other people who are moving backward in time, and it shows like them running but backward. And okay. I'm just wondering, did they green screen that, or did was it a practical effect where they they had these people practice running backward but look? Oh, I've seen things like that on TikTok. Oh yeah, where they're walking like forward, but everybody else looks like they're walking backwards. Do you know how they how they manage that? I have not figured it out because was, I'm trying to do a video like that and it's TikTok. not working. <laughs> it is not working. I was confused by Tenet, but mm-hmm. I did want to find out how they how they did that because it'd be really really cool to find out that those were all practical. You know, they just had people it moving could backward. Be. Mm-hmm. There's a video from Coldplay. This is an awful example. <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you mean? But there's a music video that they have. I can't remember what song oh, it is. Oh, I thought you meant an awful example of a, of a band. That it too. Coldplay. But they have, in the music video, it looks like he's walking forward and everyone else is walking backwards. And how they actually shot that is he's walking backwards the entire time. So he had to learn everything, like walking backwards. Oh, so and then they just reversed. Yeah. So instead of having two dozen people walk backwards, they right. just had Chris Martin walk backwards. Yeah. 
Well, here's a list of celebrities who hate pumpkin spice. These Ooh. are anti-spicers, I want to call them. Okay. Uh, Tell me Sean Spicer's on that. <laughs> yeah. First of all, do you guys like pumpkin spice? Yes. Do you love it? I love it. I was digging those uh, donuts we got in there. <gasps> those donuts were good. I really want to try the cream cheese one, though. They were out. All right, here are uh, some of the celebrities who've gone on the record saying they don't like pumpkin spice, along with their comments. Al Roker uh, says, I hate pumpkin spice lattes. There's no pumpkin in it. It's just chemicals. It's artificial flavoring. It doesn't taste good. Hmm. I've tried the pumpkin spice Oreos. Horrible. That sounds horrible to me. Martha Stewart. (gasps) Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart. Came out as anti-spice. Wow! By saying that the pumpkin spice everywhere was for quote basic bitches only. Oh, <laughs> wow. nice. Martha's yes, been hanging Martha. out with Snoop Dogg a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's like what he said once when he goes to visit Martha. They asked him, "So do you stay in her house?" He's like, "Hell yeah, you stay at Martha Stewart's house." What are you talking about? John Oliver, who's always good for a hot take, said pumpkin spice lattes are the coffee that tastes like a candle. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Pat Oswalt. Pretty soon, Starbucks will stop being coy and offer to just shove a pumpkin and a fistful of nutmeg in your ass for $20. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. <laughs> and the late Anthony Bourdain. He said, who's eating this stuff? Is there some vast demographic of pumpkin-crazed people hanging outside of what a pumpkin outlet it's like a methadone clinic waiting for it to open up so they can get their pumpkin spice yeah millennials right. at starbucks yeah that sounds like what this we've been going right through here. for the past uh, mm-hmm. two or three weeks okay. see it just depends because some of the stuff i like and then other stuff i kind of go oh no that wasn't good you like the latte but you probably would not like the oreos for instance I, I'm okay with the latte. It's not my favorite because I like like the, the Was the sweet. spam thing a real or not? Because somebody sent me a link to it. I was like, okay, is this a is this a mock-up or are, are they I actually making it? Real. I thought it was real. It looked real. I was trying to look for anything that would indicate that it wasn't, but I think pumpkin spice ham or spam rather might be a real thing. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Hey, by the way, did I tell you who died? I think Brandon told me. The the treasure guy? Yeah, Forrest Fenn has passed away. This is the guy who buried a bunch of like gold and root and jewels and stuff, like a yeah. treasure in somewhere in the Rocky Mountains. Yeah, so Forrest Fenn was the gentleman who uh, survived cancer. It was a terminal diagnosis, and he survived. And after that, decided he wanted to write a memoir and then hide a multi-million dollar treasure somewhere in the Rocky Mountains. Um, that led to 10 years of over hundreds of thousands of people. He said that at one point they clocked in about 300,000 people that had gone out to search for his treasure. Um, unfortunately, five men lost their lives looking for this treasure in the mountains. And well, so, some of the other drawbacks, so you had five people who, who were looking for this treasure and mm-hmm. ended up dying. Also, people were stalking him. Yeah. Like, if we follow Forrest Finn around long enough, maybe he'll lead us to the treasure. And then there were people going on private property and, and destroying property and, and even public pro- property like state parks. So I think Forrest Finn at some point had to come out and say, it's not on private land. 
It's not anywhere that you would be trespassing. Right. And he also said it was somewhere where an elderly man, because that's what he was at the time. He was 80. uh, An elderly man could take it and drop and put it away, like drop it off. So he's saying it wasn't like some really intense um, hiking area that it was in because he said he by himself went and hid the treasure years ago. I think one of the guys who died was trying to get into like it was almost like a sheer cliff face and he thought that it was there. So maybe if... Maybe if he'd have known, it's like, oh, it's it's not any place that an 80-year-old man couldn't get to. He wouldn't have done that. Right. So um, officials are saying that he passed away in his home of natural causes over the weekend. So, How old? 90. Hmm. Did and, he hide the treasure just 10 years ago? Yeah. Uh, well, <clears throat> he wrote the book around 2007, 2008. It was released in right. 2010. So, yeah, about 10 years ago, a little bit more. Weren't there some people that were saying, this guy is pranking everybody. There's no treasure. And that is what some people are saying, that he has now died. So the secret of where the treasure was located throughout all these years and whether it even exists, Or whether it exists. and Exactly. It may be buried with him now. The, the clues are, are, if I recall correctly, in the form of a poem. Like there was, a, yes. there was a poem that he'd written that that has clues, and that's supposed to lead you right to it. But nobody's been able to figure it out. So, well, the gentleman who, or the person who found the treasure, was in back in June. Wait, did they find it? Yeah, weren't you here? You yeah. were here. You God. totally were here. They found the treasure. He yeah. was here in physical form. Mentally, I think is elsewhere. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I think he remem- was on vacation. I think I was oh, because yeah. I would have remembered yeah. this. Oh I've been God. following this he for like. Somebody found well, it. let me give you the tea. Yeah, back in June, <laughs> Forrest Fenn made the announcement that someone had found the treasure. And But the thing is, is he would not release the exact location of where the treasure was found, the name of the person who found the treasure, which I could understand that, you know, taxes and stuff. You know, you don't want to be paying Yeah, that. but still there are a lot of people who might be saying, hey, prove to us that this wasn't all just to put on the entire Exactly. Thing. And that's the thing, as he said, to protect the identity of the treasure finder. Uh, he wasn't going to announce it. He wasn't going to announce the exact location. I believe he said it was somewhere in Wyoming that it was found. Freaking wild. People were looking around here, like in New Mexico. But that, because he lived <laughs> in New Mexico. It was the Rocky Mountain clue, wasn't it? Like, there was there's yeah. a clue that kind of led to believe, you know, and it kind of goes... Well, I'd even heard some people say, you know, the Franklin Mountains, you know, the ones right in the middle of El Paso are technically the Rocky Mountains. Yeah, in June of this year, Forrest Fenn claimed that the treasure had been found in Wyoming, but refused to reveal exactly where it had been hidden, saying he had promised the lucky winner he would keep it all a secret for him. Why yeah, wouldn't the winner uh, want to take credit for Hey, I found the, I because found the old Because you don't want to play, pay taxes on that. Oh, come on. Oh, totally. I wouldn't tell you guys. Didn't the prize <laughs> consist of like precious gems and artwork and stuff like that? But or? here's the thing. So if he hid that treasure on National Park land, there was a thing that they were saying that you would not only have to pay uh, uh, taxes on it, but a part- a portion of it could, like the National Park could claim it as theirs instead of you. So that was something that oh. they did say. Yeah. They did wonder, say they would have to, they probably wouldn't be able to identify whoever found the treasure. I wonder if the, did Forrest Finn ever answer this question? The the chest or box or whatever it was, did it physically contain the treasure or did it just contain, oh, you found it, call this number or do this? It physically order- contained the treasure, so, which is why that the National Park Service would have had claim on it. Well, the government will screw you coming and going if they can, won't they? They're not going to let you get away with anything, even finding a buried treasure. 
Exactly. And that's why they said if someone ever did find it, they most likely were not going to tell who it was. So that's not surprising to me. But at least saying where you found it. Yeah. A little more specific than just Wyoming. Because that's a state, bro. Like, that's a very big Right. Just say, oh, it was, you know, it was by this tree and... Just let people know. Or even just say what national park it was. Say, hey, it was actually in this national park or it was in this city or was outside of this city. Or just to give people a little more like perspective so they could go, oh, okay. Oh, well, this maybe it was here or something like that. Like because even then, if you were to, I don't know, put up a marker, be like, this is where it was. People would probably want to go check it out. That would be. Listen, I, I just think that whether you know, this was a put on or whether it was real. I definitely think that more crazy rich guys should bury treasure yeah. <laughs> somewhere. It, sounds- it just makes the world a lot more interesting if there's buried treasure hiding all around over the place. somewhere. What was the goat doing in the police car in the first <laughs> place, Lisa? How amazing is this video, though? Uh, I don't know. I just know this happened in Georgia. It's a body cam, so it's a police officer, a sheriff's deputy or whatever, and he goes to his car, and there's a goat in there eating his <laughs> papers. I don't know. I just really liked her at his commentary during it. She's like, screw you. Black Lives Matter. I'm going to eat your paperwork. <laughs> Go get yeah. Do you know any of the background? Was like, where was the officer? Was he on somebody's property? Was he? Was he? Um, what I, was he doing? Uh, let me look it up. It doesn't yeah. look like anybody was arrested. This happened in Georgia. Okay, uh, yeah. He this left was the car in... door open while he was delivering papers. Okay, so yeah. he's serving somebody. And apparently, the goat was like, "Serve this bitch!" Like, got into the car. It's Douglas County, and uh, yeah. Can you imagine? It's like the go ate your homework, like the go ate your paperwork. Well, the story I'm reading, which is in the Independent, says the goat ends up headbutting the officer. Oh, he does. It knocks him down. He does. <laughs> also, the story says that the officer is a female. Is it? I think it is. Yeah. All right, so he, he's coming in. On, he's coming yeah. in behind the goat. And the goat's butt is sticking out of the door, and he's slapping, <laughs> trying to get the goat to get out of there. Thanking the goat. Oh, he's eating the papers. The goat's all. Here's all your evidence. Watch me eat it. Okay, it's now she grab, she's grabbing the horn. <laughs> the goat's all like, no. Look at the goat. Black what does matter? That goat does not give a bleep. No. Yeah. A goat is stubborn. Isn't that a thing about that goats? That goat does not give a bleep. <laughs> Wouldn't it be a, a bleat? Bleat. <laughs> Wait, who who was laughing? Me. <laughs> uh, you just served me with papers. Now my goat is eating your papers. <laughs> The cops like the owner put the goat is this? Yeah, the owner put the goat in there. Screw you. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Well, I can tell you the goat finally exited the police car. Yeah. At least she's laughing. But wait for it. Wait that for goat the is still eating more papers. Yeah. The headbutt's coming up. <laughs> Look at her. Watch. She's like, screw you.
<laughs> that page still got papers. <laughs> the guts off taking this with me. Ready? And then <laughs> officer down. Oh officer my down. god, that is assault on a police officer. <laughs> Mr. Goat Look, that we've is all very done it serious. once or twice. <laughs> now that goat headbutted the officer and knocked her to the ground. That is some serious goat privilege going on there. Guys. Right. Goat privilege. I, I just I found that video and the title of it goes, look, it's Goat Tifa. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people who live like in New York City, they imagine that's what 90 percent of rural police officers do is right. probably goat related crime calls. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's do the Mo Show calendar and Daily Almanac of event. First of all, Adam Sandler's birthday is today. We're going to lead things off with a little nice. Sandler montage. <laughs> Coolest! <laughs> Happy, happy Hanukkah. So Adam Sandler is 54. On on the whole, has Adam Sandler been a force for good or a force for bad Ooh. as far as his movies go? Because I think good. Some of good. you know, Happy Gilmore. Movies, he's made some really good ones. Billy Madison is a great one. Waterboy. Waterboy's ah, one of the best. Best. But I still think movies like Big Daddy are great. I hated Big Daddy. Really? I think that Big was Daddy like, is great. That was my first Sandler movie that Little I hated. Nikki. I love Little Nicky. Like, people hate Little Nicky, but for some reason, I don't know why. I just Resonates love with Nick. you. I, I love it. I don't know. <laughs> and some of his Netflix stuff isn't terrible. The uh, Murder Mystery one with Jennifer Aniston. That was a good family Never movie saw to that. watch. You know uh, what? His appearance... Le- stories was good. Last season on Saturday Night Live was one of the best episodes of Saturday Night Live probably in 50 years that wow. he was the host of, and he sang that tribute to Chris Farley. I mean, that was really solid. Don't forget Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. A lot of people thought he should have got a Best Actor nomination uh, for that. It was a great movie. One of my least favorite Adam Sandler things ever was the animated uh, Eight Crazy, Crazy Nights. Nights or oh, Eight Crazy Nights. Eight Crazy Nights is awful. So Adam Sandler's 54 today. <laughs> Other birthdays include Eric Stone Street, who played Cameron on Modern Family's 49. This is one of those things where two celebrities are exactly the same age, like the same day. So Eric Stone Street, who's the heavy set guy in the gay couple, mm-hmm. on, he is the exact same age as Elliot from E.T. Actor oh Henry God. Thomas is the exact same age as Eric Stone Street. The and Henry Thomas was in... Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. Elliot. Michael Bublé is 45 to today. Right, Joanna? Oh, yeah. I learned that. Actor Hugh Grant turned 60 today. And uh, actor Tom Wopat, who played Luke Duke on the Dukes of Hazard, is 69. Former Redskin great Joe Theismann is 71. What's the main thing people remember about Joe Theismann, would you say? Uh, I would say it's probably his leg break. Yeah. The other one is the fact that he changed his name to Theismann to rhyme with Heisman. What was it? Theismann? It was Theismann, I did believe. He, and then he changed it to Theismann. Did he win the Heisman? I don't think he did. Oh. Let me, let me double check. Wait, that. what's his last name? Theismann. Joe Theismann. Yeah, I'd heard that before. That but he, that's not his last name? No, well, it's Thiesman. His name was Thiesman, and oh. he changed it to Thiesman. 
He should have changed it to rhyme with broken leg because that's what everybody... Oh, they yeah. showed that on a continuous loop back when that happened. I mean, it was just over and over and over again. It like, you just, knew it was oh. bad when Lawrence Taylor jumps up and starts signaling for the... Yeah, LT the, is the, the guy that put the hit on him, yeah. and then he, he immediately gets up and says, this guy's messed up. He never played another, another game after that. Uh, yeah, it says here that Theismann, whose last name was actually pronounced Theismann, recounted in 2007 that it was Notre Dame publicity man Roger something uh, that insisted he change the pronunciation to rhyme with Heisman. <laughs> okay. Happy birthday, California. California became the 31st state of the Union 170 years ago. So this would have been 1850 when California was admitted to the Union. All right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and one uh, final thing here uh, this week is Suicide Prevention Week. So that's very serious. And you can find out uh, more by looking that up. Suicide Prevention Week runs all this week. And also, this being the first full week of September, it is also National Waffle Week. 